Paul gives thanks to God for the steadfast faith of the new disciples in Thessalonica, holding them up as an example for others. A reading from the lesson to the second letter from Paul to the Theologians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your steadfastness steadfastness and faith during all your persecutions and the afflictions that you are enduring. To this end, we will always pray for you, asking that our God will make you worthy of his call and will fulfill by his power every good resolve and work of faith, so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Be seated, please. I broke my glasses. I'm wearing cheaters this week, and so I'm going to have to hold my notes. I can't see them over there. Um, This is a story that I remember fondly uh, from my days in Sunday school. I was a tree climber when I was a kid. Uh, My mom would look out the back window. We had fields behind our house, and there was an irrigation ditch with trees, and I was always up in one tree or another, and she was just terrified that I was going to fall out and break something. And I did fall out of several trees. I never broke anything. Got myself good and scraped up a couple of times. But I loved Zacchaeus, um, uh, you know, as a tree climber myself. I just thought that was a great person I could relate to. But Luke has more going on in this story than just that Zacchaeus is a tree climber. He wants us to read the story and, and read it fondly. But there's a lot of exciting stuff here. When he comes down from the tree... And, and Jesus says, I must stay in your house today. And there's this interchange. He says to Zacchaeus, Jesus says to Zacchaeus, um, today salvation has come to this house because truly this one also is a son of Abraham. And when you hear Abraham, 
think about the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Remember that story? We read it not that long ago. Um, Lazarus died and was carried away into heaven, into the bosom of Abraham, and the rich man died and went to Hades and looked up and saw Lazarus in the bosom of Abraham and, and begins this interchange. The question there is, who is the son of Abraham? So we're supposed to be reading this story and thinking about that story. What are the differences here between the two of them? We're also told that Zacchaeus is not just a tax collector, but a chief tax collector. The way it worked in the Roman Empire was that the people who um, got the contracts to collect taxes basically paid the taxes up front and then hired people to collect as much as they could. And if they could collect more than they had paid, so much the better for them they could make money off of it. And we're told that Zacchaeus is rich. So the people around him are thinking that he is you know, a crook. He's taking more than he needs. And so Zacchaeus climbs up, sees Jesus. When Jesus invites him down, he comes down, they encounter Jesus, and the crowd is grumbling because Jesus is going to the house of a person who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus says, look, half of what I have, and your translation says, I will give to the poor. What it says in the Greek is present indicative. Half of what I have, I am giving to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone, I pay them back four times. It's what he's already doing, not what he will do in the future. So the crowd thinks he's a crook. He knows better. He's not a crook. And he makes his defense in front of Jesus. And Jesus says, truly, today, salvation has come to this house because this one is a son of Abraham. The problem is not Rome. The problem is not Zacchaeus's collaboration with Rome. The problem is, how do you live locally? And Zacchaeus lives with justice locally. He gives half of what he has away and pays back anyone he defrauds. Compare him to the rich man in the story of the rich man and Lazarus, who walked by Lazarus every day at his door and didn't even see him didn't give away what he had. Jesus says the problem is not Rome. The problem is how you live here. Think of that in our political context as we go to the polls on Tuesday. The problem is not Washington. The problem is how do we live here? That's what Jesus is interested in. How do we live here? Zacchaeus climbs the tree because he wants a vision. He wants to catch sight of Jesus. Habakkuk in the Old Testament says to God, Why do you make me look at violence? Why do I cry for help and you do not hear? Why do things continue to go badly? You've promised that things would go better. So I'll climb my watchtower and wait for the vision. And God says, If it appears to be far away, wait for it. It will come. You've heard me talking about being a missional church. And I want to propose a couple of, of juxtapositions. A missional church is interested not in tourists, but in pilgrims, and not in volunteers, but disciples. Zacchaeus may have started out as a tourist. He may have wanted to catch a vision of this exciting thing that was passing by. But he ends up a pilgrim because Jesus says, come down quickly. Today I must stay at your house. A tourist goes 
to get pictures, to see things, to come back and tell some exciting stories. A pilgrim goes someplace in order to be changed. A volunteer, out of whatever he or she has, gives that away, gives time, whatever it is. Whereas a disciple does it in order to learn. Zacchaeus climbs a tree to catch a vision. What trees do we climb? The people who volunteer at Feed My People come back from that changed. The people who cook at Ronald McDonald House come back from that changed. The people who go to piecemeal come back from that changed. I can tell you that when I went to Sudan, I came back from that changed. Not as a tourist, but as a pilgrim. Not as a volunteer, but a disciple. Zacchaeus climbs the tree to catch a vision. What vision do we have? We catch those visions in places like the Ronald McDonald House or Sudan. We say, this is what God intends for the world. It may seem like it's a long time coming, but wait for it. That's the vision. The way that these people behave together, the way that we eat with the folks at the piecemeal, the way that we help one another at Ronald McDonald House, that's God's vision of the kingdom. It may not be coming quickly, but wait for it. Zacchaeus climbs the tree to catch a vision, and Jesus says, come down quickly, because today I must stay with you. Zacchaeus is changed. We are changed. Amen.